0: Welcome to Buy the Books, the podcast helping business owners navigate the complex world of business, payroll, tax, and bookkeeping. Now to your hosts, Lindsay Klein, president of Sucline Bookkeeping, and Jeffrey Gonzalez, president of Payroll Guru.
1: Thanks for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Sucline honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time, and your co-host of Buy the Books, because I am here with
2: jeffrey gonzalez uh with succline payroll guru uh as my first episode as a
1: well not your first one technically last time you were a co-host but that's when we announced it yeah but now i get to say it this time yeah yeah so so do it again with authority this time jeffrey
2: Thank you for joining, everybody. This is Jeffrey Gonzalez with Seclines Payroll, bringing you this episode today on a very important topic.
1: Yes, because <laughs> we had teased this a little bit in our last episode. We did about we did. transactional professional relationships. Actually, I feel like this can also carry over into personal relationships because I had something happen recently where I think this applies.
2: Yeah. So transactional versus non-transactional business, but even personal, it can apply in a lot Cause of Because I mentioned ways. in
1: the last episode when we were talking about finding the right professional. Yeah. That I do not like to do business with transactional people. People that are only in it to get what they can out of you, right? And usually... Whatever it is they sell, mm-hmm. whether that be a good or a service, yep. they're just in the relationship with you for what they can get out of it. Yeah, and if they ever reach the point of deciding that they can't get anything else from you, they're usually gone. And then you won't hear from them, right? And then
2: once in a while they'll pop right. in. You're probably and be like, "Hey, do you need anything?" Right,
1: right. You're on the. You're probably in their CRM software as yeah. like a once a year touch point. You know, just to stay on your radar, and they'll reach out to you. But you know, right? You know, with those people. They are only into me because they think they can sell something to me. I don't like doing business with those people and I definitely am not gonna refer those people out to my clients.
2: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, where? how does that play into your world? Like, where do you see this the most?
1: You know what, there's someone that I have recently blacklisted, which you know about. Oh, what? Because I sent you. I sent you screenshots of the conversation.
2: yeah, let's let's get let's, let's clear. yeah, let's let's hear cause you have so, some updates too.
1: Well, I'm moving. Yeah. And actually more than just moving, I'm gonna be traveling because I'm fully remote. I don't need to be stuck in Dallas. Yeah. I love Dallas. I'm a Texas girl. I've talked about that. I love Qt. And you know what? It was not until this moment, right now holding up this QT cup that I realized if I travel, I'm not going to have QT.
2: They have QT's in other like they have them in Arizona.
1: Okay, I need you right now to Google I, where I am. The I am. QTs are. while
2: you while you're giving us your update. I'm going to find gonna where QT's really are
1: really weigh heavily on the places I want to travel. Um I'm not even joking. That is like I, the I know number you're not. one thing I miss when I go out of town is QT.
2: I'm surprised that it's just now occurring to you <laughs> and that you haven't thought about this already because you Oh, there's a lot. Okay. So So my first
1: destination is supposed to be Nashville. Are they in Nashville? Because this is really important, Jeffrey. Please tell me they're there's in Nashville.
2: four in Tennessee...
1: Okay, but are they in Nashville? None but say I will Nashville,
2: drive. but they could be like a, you know, you know will how... will
1: drive for QT.
2: That is hilarious. <laughs> 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 um,
1: so, anyway, all that good. to say, I'm traveling, I'm fully remote, so I'm going to try this and we'll see, we'll see what happens because um, this means I have to homeschool mm-hmm. kids um, we'll see how that goes, right? Because this on the road thing with traveling and homeschooling, it's very different. It's a very different lifestyle.
2: Yeah. Well, and you have a background in it. Well, in homeschooling.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I was homeschooled K to 12, right? So it doesn't necessarily scare me, but it's just going to be different, mm-hmm. right? I've I no longer have a whole day to focus on business. Now I'm going to have to shift my schedule around so that I have time to homeschool, right? And spend with the kids.
2: It's kind of exciting, though.
1: Yes. And the beauty of it is, is if we get a few weeks into this and decide, oh, no, this this is not where it's at. Yeah. We can stop. We can land somewhere. So that's the plan. But you've heard the chaos that has been my life, Jeffrey, these last few weeks. It has been... I can't insane. even
2: remember everything. Let's see how many you've things we can remember. have gone through. Well, so somebody hit your car.
1: Somebody hit my, my new your brand car. new car. My new, new well, to me. Yeah, new to you car. New to me. Yes, backs out of a parking spot and rams the side of my car.
2: I would say you've had it less than sixty days. Is yes, that accurate? I think so. Maybe even less than thirty. Maybe it's around there. Okay, so which which you had to replace because of an accident,
1: right? Right before that, right. So, so this is my second accident this year, <laughs> <And> <laughs> but so, this was not my fault. Yeah, this was a lady backing out of a parking spot. Okay, into me. I was just minding my own business driving down the road, and she. And, To me, okay, when I'm backing out of a parking spot, I'm inching my way because I know there's people driving down the aisle, right? So you inch your way out, look, inch your way out, you look. She did none of that. She just comes barreling out.
2: So for everybody listening, this is your PSA. Yes. Inch out of your spot. What are we doing backing out like we have no worries in the world? But anyway. So so that happened. um, You're in the process of of moving, which means that you're packing and – collecting your family and
1: yes all kinds of stuff decluttering
2: decluttering
1: um you know trying to keep a house staged because we have to let people come look at our house obviously that might want to buy it so you have to keep the house clean and staged and doing that with three kids has been challenging we'll just say (laughs) (laughs) just you know, it's a lot. Is it's that like the
2: last hour of before you leave every morning is just running through and fixing things, making sure you know, it's good? I
1: will be honest; I very rarely go upstairs. Oh, and I take my kids, and in, in, I shouldn't. I take my kids' word for it. I'm like, kids, is it clean up there? <laughs> yes. Okay, so this happened before we put the house on the market i hire maids in fact i hired two sets of maids back to back a week apart one before our moving sale and one after our moving sale so we're pre-decluttering and post decluttering cleaning because i figure this house has not been thoroughly cleaned since we've moved in okay that's fair yeah um it's straightened up but in terms of like having maids come and clean it yeah
2: i need someone to scrub the ground right yeah so
1: i figure have two sets of maids so that the second set that's going to be the final set of maids before we put it on the market that at least it's had a recent clean yeah. right that was my strategy so before the first set of maids come i tell the kids the maids have to be able to clean the floors and stuff so everything needs to be up off the floors did you guys do that yeah all good And then we leave. And then later, I walk upstairs for probably the first time in a year. Okay? Uh, Oh,
2: that that I do not go upstairs. Oh, wow. That's like the kid's territory. Got
1: it. You know what I'm saying? And I realized I cannot trust (laughs) when my children tell me (laughs) that it's all good because my son's room looked like a tornado went through it. My daughter's room, my eight-year-old, looked like a tornado and a hurricane had gone through it. It was like really this is your definition of clean Uh uh-huh yeah okay yeah so yeah it's um trying to declutter and then we had our moving sale which people that come to moving sales how was that okay and i was already oh that's the other thing that happened i got um what are they? I forgot what this condition is called that I have now, where I have pins and needles running down my leg. Well, it
2: could be sciatica. Sci- yeah, is sciatica. The idea. That's what it is. Oh, did you yeah, get it I for sure? Yeah, I got an actual oh.
1: official diagnosis. I have sciatica uh, now, and it was during all of the moving and yeah. cleaning and everything. Which probably
2: agitated it. Oh,
1: I- I'm sure that's how, yeah. why it happened. So I've got this pins and needle sensation going up and down my left leg. Got that one. Leg. <laughs> and so I'm sleep deprived. I'm exhausted, I'm sore, I've got sciatica now. It's just, there's just a lot going on, right? And I'm holding this moving sale so we can declutter because we're traveling, right? We cannot take much with us. So we are just- It's
2: gotta fit in the van.
1: Like we are getting rid of pretty much everything. We yeah. are now becoming minimalist. Um, so a lot of stuff to sell, right? And But my state of mind during this sale is just like, do not mess with me seriously do not mess with me like this is not the time like i am like my fuse got super short um so (laughs) this lady at one point she brings book i'm selling a bunch of books
2: yeah
1: um she brings a big old stack of books up to me and she's complaining okay i have probably spent a large fortune on my book collection and so it's kind of hurting my soul to sell these yeah yeah, You know, and I really seriously thought about keeping them, but I'm like, the amount I'm going to pay for storage for these books, you know, like it's,
2: it's not worth it. It's not worth yeah. it, but
1: it's sad because I've built up such a huge book collection. But this lady comes up with a sack of books and she's nitpicking the price. And of course, I know what I paid for these books, you know, and so she's holding up one of the smaller books and she's like, this is a really small book. Like she didn't think she should have to pay the same price for the smaller book, which was how much? I think the highest price book I had in there was $3. Okay, so okay. I just wanted to be
2: clear on so that. So we're Three ranging bucks.
1: ranging from $1 to $3 here <laughs> on the books, depending on what kind of book it was. Yeah. Um and so she's nitpicking and talking to me about how she doesn't think she should be paying the same price for this book, holding it up and telling me, you know, that it was a small book. And then I pick up another one from her pile that's a really nice hardcover almost new book yeah and I kid you not i say yeah well this is a really nice big hard one so it all evens out in the end doesn't it <laughs> and that was probably literally my tone <laughs> i was just in a do not um i won't cuss but i'll say do not f with me <laughs> that was my mood like i was like i am not having it what did you do i don't think i ever heard the she end she did not say anything she just walked away did she she buy the books no she took some (laughs) books out of her pile she did buy some of them but she took some of them out but my goodness i was seriously just in a do not f with me yeah i am not even having it yeah i don't care you don't want to buy my book don't buy my books yeah so in the middle of all of this i post something about the moving sale on my facebook which i realize now is a mistake because not only did i not get anyone i know to come to my moving sale i got a bunch of people that are like hitting me up like oh where are you moving
2: yeah now you gotta answer a bunch of questions but
1: worse than that and this is where we tie into our topic here now all the transactional people come out of the woodwork right Mm -hmm. because they're like oh you're moving anyone that's relevant to selling anything surrounding that aka realtors Are now like, oh, Lindsay, good to hear from you.
2: People you haven't talked to, and uh huh, yeah, uh huh. Are you?
1: So, one such realtor, what should we call him? (laughs) You're just looking at me like, okay, disclaimer here (laughs) Jeffrey really likes this guy. And so Jeffrey's going to be very diplomatic, I think, here. I am. I am. Um, but that's what you like about me. Um, this guy very well knows how I feel about this topic because I minced no words. So even if this guy happens to listen, <laughs> thanks for listening, but you already know I'm triggered. Yes. Um. So he reaches out and he was like, hey, where are you moving to? Or what? You know, whatever. I don't even remember how he started the conversation, but he... Saw the, the the post, and as soon as I saw his name popped up, I knew, I knew. I'm like he he's a realtor. He is gonna try to get you triggered
2: even before you open the message. Oh, it's I knew. Just like, yeah, I
1: knew because of the kind of guy he is. I knew this is. I'm dealing with a transactional person. I knew. I, you know, in him and I have zero. I shouldn't say zero. Very little relationship. Yeah. In fact, the only time I've heard from him in the last few months was whenever he saw me post a podcast episode on my Facebook page and he comments on it and says, why haven't you invited me to come on the podcast? That is the singular time I've heard from him in the last few months, right? So in the middle of this chaos, the whirlwind of my life, he's asking, oh, have you found a realtor? Yes, we've found a realtor. We're using the person that we used when we bought the house. Oh, great. Um, so glad you found someone you're comfortable with. Could you just provide some feedback on why you decided not to go with us?
2: Should not have asked that question at that moment. Or braced himself.
1: And pr- just to give a little bit more context to this, I had shared something personal in regards to something that had happened that I'm not going to blast out on the podcast. Yeah that would, had led us to this decision that was a tough personal situation yeah. that I shared with him that I thought would be a hint to back off. <laughs> it was not, apparently. Yeah. He still decided, I'd like to know why you're not using us. And again, you know, this was kind of like um, the lady that approached me about the books. I, I was in Do Not F With Me mood yeah and so i told him very very plainly clearly with no mince words exactly how i felt about that and about him (laughs) and what happened i told him he had low eq i said i think i ended it with um should we start with your low eq or end with your lack of empathy i'm pretty sure that's how i ended the the, the paragraph that I typed out very ferociously oh like I was not having it yeah I did not appreciate it was so what what is
2: this so transactional let's be more clear on what that is right so somebody who's only
1: only interested we're in, all all in for business, what though. you can get out
2: of it yeah but let's be clear because we're all in business right okay but there's different ways of doing business and we've we've talked about this before, where we've talked about an attorney that we met with who gave us a lot of really good information, seemingly for free, we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got a huge bill later. Yeah, we got it, yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> but at the time, we were like, this is the person we're gonna work with because they gave us a lot of good information, we've had a great conversation, we uh-huh. vibe with this person, and it didn't feel transactional at the time,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? Then we got the bill and realized it was transactional. But that being said, and we, that we triggers
1: f- me too. By the way, if you're going to charge five hundred and thirty-five dollars an hour for your advice, perhaps that merits a conversation first. I would agree. about the fact that you charge five hundred and thirty-five dollars an hour. Yeah. But anyway, that's yeah. just me.
2: Yeah. All right. No, go I ahead. agree with you. Go ahead. But so diving into that, so we've talked about how that is and what makes a what makes a business relationship not feel transactional
1: it's not about feeling transactional it's about oh yeah it, what makes it is not? it How, transactional? what separates
2: that because we're all doing business we're all are you working only, with each other
1: are you only talking to someone for what you can get out of them
2: yeah exactly
1: that, so, that to me is the definition of transactional do you have a different definition
2: no i agree i just wanted to put that out there because we do business together right? All the oh, time. Yeah. But, but we're we, not transactions. If you stop
1: doing payroll, I will not stop talking to you. Exactly.
2: I, that's a good way to wrap that up, right? In
1: fact, I, I could be wrong, but I don't think you've sent me any biz- business. Have you? Maybe? Very Yeah. I mean, I know you very put Very little, you put, if anything. Okay, yeah. so I'm clearly not in this relationship so out of work? what I get out of you. Exactly. So, I don't think you are either. I send you tons of payroll business because I don't want to touch payroll <laughs> at all. Never. If somebody asked me for payroll, I'm saying, have you met Jeffrey? Yeah. Jeffrey's your person. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but
2: that's the point is like, so that's actually a great way to put that is even if we're not doing business together, are we still going to talk? Yes. Are we still friendly? Yes. Or is this strictly just for whatever amount I can put in your bank account?
1: I feel like I can sniff out transactional people pretty well.
2: You're better at it than I am for sure.
1: I yeah. I am not interested i I will never refer a transactional person yeah. to anyone,
2: yeah, well, and so we have another we have another person that we yes. both know, yes that sells uh something that we both we could, could both refer yes, right uh-huh um, and it's very much the same thing, yep, She's right
1: very transactional only
2: get or, get reach out of, and I've referred have you I don't no. right and I so won't. I really like the product. So I've referred strictly for the product, but I've also not referred because of the person selling the product. Yep. Right. Yep. Because I know that when, especially when it's a referral from somebody, it's also a reflection on you. Yep. Right. Absolutely. And who you're choosing to send. We Mm -hmm. talked about in our last episode how how fine tooth a comb you use before you suggest. Like CPAs and yeah. attorneys, right? Uh-huh. You've talked about that, Yep. and how you've met how many, but you only refer this many, right? Uh-huh. And the same goes with all of that because it's a reflection of you. But so when you're working with somebody transactional, you know that that's how the customer is going to feel too. Yep, they're going to feel like this exactly. is just another number, right? Exactly. Oh, what what's your client number, right? That's all they care about. Uh huh. And so you know, and, and I would say it's a very similar situation. Every, I, I mean, I could almost mark it like every six weeks, I'm gonna get a call.
1: Yeah. Yes. Well, what rubbed me really the wrong way with with her, um, t- that that immediately got her on my blacklist. When I say blacklist, that is the list where I have now decided you are a transactional person. I will never refer you. I am. I'll be nice. I'll be courteous. Yeah. I will smile. This isn't mean. I will laugh at your yeah. stories. I will never refer you.
2: We have no enemies.
1: Right. We just have people we prefer right. not to work with. Exactly. So. She comes up to me after a networking meeting and tells me, "Jeffrey says that you've been referring him out all the time. I'm just wondering, do you have referrals for me?" <laughs> and, which I felt terrible about because <laughs> I am the one that said that, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was just very taken aback. Yeah, like very was, blunt. Yeah. And there wasn't really a lot of context. It wasn't like we were in the middle of a conversation and we were laughing and everything. And it was just a, oh, by the way, no, that was like, she beelined her way to me. And that was pretty much the first thing that was out of her mouth. Yeah, And I just was like, um, I'm not speechless very often. (laughs) I did not know what to say because you have now very firmly very firmly put yourself in my I-never-will-refer-you camp, but I don't really want to tell you that. Um... Now, in just, sometimes you can in be the, more
2: diplomatic than others. Yes. In
1: the, she caught me at a better <laughs> yes, time. We'll yeah, just exactly. say that because I, I admit. If this had
2: happened a few weeks ago, it would have been a different well, story. Exactly.
1: Right. <laughs> Whenever the realtor contacted me, obviously my fuse was much shorter. Right. Yeah. If, if I had been in a better state of mind, I'm sure it would have handled him much more diplomatic diplomatically as well. Yeah. But in her case, I was in a better state of mind. I was in a business setting. So I was like, OK, I'm not just going to. Blaster and tell her I'm never going to refer her. But what do I say? Right? And so I'm just kind of like, uh, uh, um. Which is a horrible situation to put anybody in. It is. It is. Ever. Why would anyone? I just, I, you talk about low EQ. That, don't ever do that. No one should do that. And
2: let's be honest they can be very successful people that are highly transactional successful can be very successful she
1: is very charismatic she has a great personality people like her in general yeah she is very transactional yep so um i think i just fumbled something out about oh well well i'm gonna have to look at my client list and just you know give it a once over you know i'm not sure right now that's i think what i ended up telling her
2: what else can you say
1: Uh, exactly I mean, I guess I could have done it the way I did the realtor and just been like... Not planning on sending but, you anything anyway. But, you know, I, I, probably not a good strategy in general to burn bridges. So I try not to do that, generally speaking, but you catch me in the right moment.
2: Yeah. After somebody just hit your car and, and you're in extreme sciatica, pain yeah. and your kids haven't cleaned their room. <laughs> yeah. And you're selling a house, by yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> you catch me in the right moment and I will blast you. Yeah. I will blast you to kingdom come and I well, won't care. I will not care. I will burn the place down on the way out. I do not care that the the bridge is gone.
2: And what's, but the point of all of that is for everyone in our, the everyone that's listening to this, right? A good number of them are probably have something to sell if they're a business yes, owner absolutely. or something. Oh, um, I got another
1: good story for this.
2: Yeah, exactly. So what's the got, good? What, how does that no, work? No, no.
1: I, it's another bad one, oh, really? but it's a good story. Oh, tell me. I think. Yeah. So, same kind of situation. Networking meeting. Okay. And it's one of those networking meetings where everyone gets up to do their thirty second commercial yeah. pitch. Yeah. Right? Okay, how many of those do we actually listen to? You've you've been to plenty of these meetings. I listen to
2: all of them. What are you talking about? <laughs> and take copious okay. notes.
1: Well, that's you, <laughs> Just Jeffrey. Kidding, I, I do not. Yeah i probably the only time i'm paying attention is if it's something funny if someone Mm. gives like you know makes it comedic i'm probably listening to that one and probably nothing else yeah right i'm thinking about what i'm gonna have for lunch i'm thinking about what i need to do for a client i'm thinking about whatever right podcast topic who knows yeah but i'm not paying attention yeah i'm just sorry most of them are so boring so uninteresting yeah if if you find a way to make those interesting kudos to you because most of them are awful and i'll even put mine in I, as as charismatic as i can be sometimes i'm sure mine are just as boring to everyone else like i'm under no false pretense here that everyone's like oh tell me about bookkeeping i can't wait to hear yeah right
2: yeah no you're right yeah it's not I get it
1: most it's not most the most exciting topic i not listening I get that. I get that where the real power is, is in your relationships that you build beyond that 30 second commercial. Well, this guy did not understand that he approaches me. And the worst part about it is I'm in the middle of a conversation with another person. And not only that, we have our phones pulled out. And we're trying to coordinate calendars because we're trying to set a meeting. So we both have our phones pulled out and we're like, okay, what about, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. The 12th, does that work for you? Like we're in the middle of doing that. He walks up like no one else is there and starts talking to me. And there is no, oh, I'm so sorry to interrupt. None of that. It's like he was linear focused on he needed to talk to me and he has a notebook. He has a notebook. And he clearly, I realized quickly, had a list of people on his notebook that he needed to talk to right and clearly i was one of the people on his list got it and completely unaware that i'm in the middle of a conversation and you talk about a lack of awareness we're both standing there talking to each other with our phones out setting schedules yeah like that's a real lack of unawareness right he starts talking to me and assumes that i was intently listening to his 30 second commercial why what do you mean because he starts out by saying so you know that thing that i was talking about um in my pitch well and then he just goes off on this whole tangent and i have Uh, no clue what he's talking about awkward no clue what he's talking about and he was like so he ends the question is so do you ever have any clients that run across have a situation like that i don't know what the situation is I have no idea what you said in your 30-second commercial.
2: That was also 30 minutes ago. Right.
1: Probably. Like, I, I I have no clue what you are talking about right now. Yeah. And not only do I have no clue what you're talking about right now, I am literally in the middle of trying to set a meeting with somebody else that you have completely ignored.
2: And I, I was, again. There's a lot of things wrong with that story. Oh,
1: so many. <laughs> so many. And I'm just, again, standing there I'm like, ah. Uh, w- w- like trying to catch up in my mind, like, okay, do I admit that I did not listen to anything this guy had to say? Um, because I feel like admitting that is nowhere near close to how wrong this whole thing is, so what do I care? Yeah, but on the other hand, again, generally speaking, don't try to burn bridges. Uh, it, it remind me again, I'm sorry, like, I so awkward. It took 20 questions, I think, for me to figure out what this man was asking me. Because even after I'm asking questions that I would think would make it obvious that I had no clue what he was talking about, he still assumes that I had some kind of context apparently. And so I had to play like 20 questions to get down to what are you asking me? Yeah. (laughs) And all the while the guy across from me is still standing with his phone Uh... patiently, patiently waiting for us to finish so we can finish scheduling our meeting. For the
2: person who took cuts in front of him. Yeah,
1: exactly. So then I finally realized after this 20 questions that, okay, this guy is asking me, he was a, a, a banker, like, fi- you know, financing, mm-hmm. commercial financing. He was asking me if I had any clients that had large rent expense that might benefit from purchasing a building, uh. which of course he wanted to finance, okay right? So he put on his list that he needed to talk to the bookkeeper about anybody. So apparently in his pitch somewhere, he had talked about how, if you're paying a lot in rent, I can help you out with that. Let's get a building and finance and you'll yeah. save all this money. Why right? pay
2: rent when you could right? own? Yeah, I get I it. I didn't listen. Yeah. Wow. Well.
1: Anyway, nowhere in there, anywhere at any point, did he say, I'm so sorry for interrupting. And whenever it became obvious that I was not gonna immediately give him a name, he moves on to the next person on his list
2: so can we talk about the correct way to handle that yeah so like in his example that's a great example because a bookkeeper is a uh, somebody who sees the books is a great person Uh to ask because you know exactly how much they're paying Uh uh-huh for what they have or whatever
1: well I don't my staff staff does does. but I mean I
2: would target if I was if I was trying to finance commercial buildings I would go
1: person to know so what if you were in
2: that position what would you do
1: not that. No, I know. What's the right way to handle that? Build a relationship with me. Yeah. How about you invite me to lunch and not interrupt my current conversation? Yeah. Right? Yeah. How about, "Hey, let's go grab lunch sometime." Yeah. Exactly.
2: Exactly what you did. When you're walking up to somebody and they both have their phones out, like, "Hey, before you put your phone away, let me get on your calendar after them."
1: There you go. And then you walk let's away. "Let's go get lunch." Uh-huh. "And let's
2: talk." Let's find out more about Lindsay. Yeah. And you know what? You're moving? Let's talk about that. (laughs) Nowhere
1: in that lunch do you talk to me about your financing. Because you know
2: what he does.
1: Uh huh. Even though I don't listen to his 30 second commercials, I know what he does. You know what he does. And yes. even if you didn't at that
2: moment, you're going to look before you walk in that meeting, right? You're going to uh-huh. see his card or something and be like, oh, this guy's a commercial yes. financing. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you're sitting down. Do you really need to pitch the person at that no. point? No. no. I know what know commercial what financing do. is. So the conversation and and we can go back on our first conversation, right? Uh-huh. I I forget what we I mean, I don't forget everything. I and we we talked, talked about movies? movies yes, I right? remember that. Cuz we I forget what movies they were, but we really yeah. hit it off cuz we had seen something yeah. recently that we were both like, was a great movie. Yeah. I don't even remember what it
1: was. I don't know either. But, but I know but that's we, what talked we talked about, about a lot of stuff that And had then nothing we talked about what
2: business. we were eating cuz I had never been there before. Uh-huh. You brought me to a Mediterranean restaurant that uh-huh. I now love. Um and so yeah. we talked about that and we and then you told me about your rabbit food diet cuz you <laughs> were You were like just diving into that. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. It was pre rabbit food diet. I think
1: it was the keto. It was keto,
2: you're right. But you were telling me about that because I had done that previous. So how many common grounds did we have? Just right there. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I don't think we talked about payroll probably. I think you asked me a question at the end about like what we do.
1: Core, let me send you an email with that information. It goes back to what my professor said. If you, and he was using it in an interview sense, right? If you go and have the best interview of your life, you might've got the job. But if you go and have the best conversation of your life, you definitely got the job. That applies in this context. It does. Invite me to lunch and let's build on some personal chemistry. Yeah. I know a lot of people that do commercial financing. Why should I call you?
2: What makes you different?
1: Because I like you. Exactly. Because you're not transactional. Exactly. That's why I would call you. Not because you came with your notebook and asked me if I had any clients. You don't even know me. Yeah. I don't even know you. Why would I send a client your way? Just because you can finance a building? Everyone can do that that's in commercial financing.
2: And it happens. You will find business by banging down doors like that. You're eventually
1: going to find somebody. Game. Yeah, yes. that,
2: but that's a numbers You'll game. You'll eventually
1: find someone that happens to be in that position and they need someone right now and they're like, oh yeah, can you handle this for me? Absolutely.
2: <clears throat> it's happened. It's happened to Absolutely. me before. Cold like, calling, oh, I have door
1: knocking, all of that is a numbers game. And you will just, by numbers, eventually get people. So
2: it's not that transactional is a I'm like, sometimes saying, you have to be.
1: I'm not saying transactional is ineffective. Nowhere have I said it's, it's ineffective. Yeah. Transactional. We said they're successful. Transactional people can be highly successful. I'm saying I, Lindsay Klein, do not do business with transactional people. But it also takes more work.
2: I think being a transactional person takes a lot more work out of you because you're always chasing the next transaction. Uh-huh. Whereas if you just build relationships, then it's less work because you well, already have those preformed relationships. It so you're automatically, you automatically, it. It okay. Depends,
1: Cause I, I think transactional people would argue it's more work. It's really? more it's more time consuming. If you're a transactional person, just like I was talking about with this guy with the notebook, as soon as you realized this person is not going to give me what I want, he moves on to the next, right? In and out. And I haven't talked to this guy since. So the amount of time he spent interacting with me, very little. If he had taken the lunch approach, it could be months, it could be years, and he might never get anything out of me. So they would probably argue it's more work. I think from your standpoint, it's not work, and that's why you're saying that.
2: Yeah, I guess that's fair. You're right. I am looking at it differently.
1: It's more time-consuming.
2: But it's time well spent in my head.
1: I agree. But that's because we're not transactional people. Hmm. So we don't see it as work. Okay. It's relationship building.
2: Yeah. It's a completely
1: different mindset altogether.
2: You're right. Yeah. Huh. That's very interesting. (laughs) I guess I hadn't connected that. Well, because from my standpoint, right, doing what you do Mm -hmm. and what I do, right? If we have a collection of fifty CPAs that we like to work with Mm -hmm. that refer bookkeeping and payroll. Yeah then my whole job is keeping those 50 people happy. Because I don't have to continue searching for new, right? Okay. Right?
1: You still would, though, wouldn't you? But you
2: would. But I'm just saying, if I want to go on vacation, there's still work coming in for me.
1: Right. Whereas if you're
2: in a transactional mindset, at least this is the way I look at it. Okay. If I'm only transactional and I want to take a week off to go on vacation, nothing's happening for a week. Because I'm not chasing people down Mm -hmm. for a whole week. You know what I mean? I guess that's my thought process is I'm more into building but a like mutually beneficial des- relationship
1: okay yes but i feel like what you're describing is pretty transactional like i gotta keep these people happy so they keep feeding me that's yeah, kind of a transactional that's, that's, mindset that sounds
2: wrong though because but i don't think about it like that because i'm i'm I, like i get invited to people's weddings and yeah. birthday parties and you're I, cool. these are my friends people though
1: want you th- i agree Yes. Like that's the we best part. These are my fifty.
2: Friends. These are fi- which I probably wouldn't have met. So thankfully, because of my job, I get to meet incredible people. Right. And I have friends. You know, like you know, I'm thirty years old. It's probably not normal for me to have a fifty year old friend that's mm-hmm. a CPA. Like we don't have, but yet we are. Yeah. We go to lunch. Yeah. And 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 you know, I'm thinking of one in particular. She brings her husband, and we all have a great time. Like nice. that's so fun.
1: Nice. That's not work. I agree. I am 100% on the same page. Yeah, Like you and I do a lot of work together, but it doesn't feel like work because we're having fun doing it. Yeah. So I'm with you 100% on that, but transactional people don't see it that way. It's a numbers game. I guess
2: you're right. I guess I didn't think about it from that perspective, but they probably think we're crazy.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. People have told me like, why would you spend all that time? Because if it's a numbers game, obviously the less time you're spending on no's, the quicker you get to the yes.
2: I guess I just I just couldn't see myself operating like that on a day in day out I basis. I just would I very much dislike my world.
1: Exactly, but you you can tell right when you're just somebody's reminder on a CRM. I, I, I know. I'm like, oh, I popped up on your CRM. T-. I'm just going to start saying that, I think. Oh, I popped up on your CRM today?
2: <laughs> That's hilarious. So now what suggestions would you give? Because this time, you're, you're a very relationship person, right? Uh-huh. You're really good friends with most of the people you work with.
1: Unless so, you get on my blacklist. <clears throat>
2: Unless you're on a blacklist.
1: I will still be nice to you.
2: But how do you, because you lose connection with people. We all do.
1: Well, some people I want to lose connection
2: with. But the ones that you don't, how do you reconnect with them without making them feel like they're just a number?
1: Um, Why not invite them to lunch or coffee? Yeah. Yeah. Like, spend time. Like, let's yeah. go do something. Go hang out. Let's go see a movie. Whatever. Just like you would a friend. Mm. Yeah. So, speaking of friends. All right. So, I joined a Facebook group. Built on the premise of girls getting together, getting to know some new girlfriends. You know, anybody in the group can set up an event and anyone can go to it that's in the group. So I'm like, oh, this is a cool idea. That is a good idea. This would be a great place to meet some new girlfriends. All right. Now, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, I was homeschooled from K to 12. (laughs) I did not get to experience the typical middle school, high school drama, cliques, all that. Mean girls. Um, I felt like this river trip that I went on, I was there in high school.
2: Tell us more about this river trip.
1: This was so, it's fascinating, actually. I I appreciate my tribe so much better now.
2: Mm, Now that you experienced. After
1: going on this, it was a weekend river trip. We went to Austin. We did the river thing. Um, I sent more $2 Venmo's that weekend, (laughs) like prior to that weekend. I don't think I had ever sent a $2 Venmo that weekend. I sent so many Yeah, because no matter what anyone was doing, they wanted to be paid back by everybody.
2: Here's my fifth of the Uber ride.
1: (laughs) Yes. Literally (laughs) one girl bought ice and we had to divvy up what the cost of the ice. I'm not even kidding you. I'm not even kidding. Not kidding. It's
2: very interesting.
1: I was fascinated by it. I'm like, okay, I, I have girlfriends outside of this group, right? I, I don't think I have once asked anyone to Venmo me money. Like, typically, the way it plays out, even with you and I, like, whoever I'm with, like, oh, I got this one. You get the next one. What yeah, I, if, if, if they do or works. don't, like, no one's keeping track. Like, who cares? Like, it if it evens out, who gives a crap? So, I don't worry about that stuff. And I didn't worry about it that weekend either, by the way. Like, okay, I quickly realized after the first night, I'm not Ubering again because for some reason, everyone else had ailments that precluded them from being able to crawl into the back seat of the Suburban, right? So it was always me crawling back there. So day two, I'm like, oh no, I'm driving. I don't care
2: what you ladies do, I'm driving. Safe to say, you were probably one of the tallest ones there. Exactly. In the back seat. Yes. Absolutely. Nice.
1: So. I drove from there on out. I drove my car. I didn't care if anyone wanted to come with me. I was like, just tell me where we're going. I'm driving my car. You guys are welcome to jump in. So the whole time, of course, of course, they're going to jump in because then they don't have to pay for the Uber. Right. So I had a full van everywhere we went. My minivan. Yeah. Did I ever ask anyone for gas money like these other ladies were? No, I did not. Did I ever ask anyone to reimburse me for the valet at the restaurant? No, I did not. Not a dime, did I ask, but I still continued to pay them back. They're $2 Venmo's.
2: Venmos.
1: (laughs) Okay. Transactional can even go on a personal level.
0: I have never seen
1: anything like it, but you know how I think it, it infiltrates every area of your life because if that's the way you think that I don't think is only money, right? If that's the way you think, that mindset, I think, goes into other areas of life.
2: You know, before we started recording, we we debriefed on what we wanted to talk about, but I had not thought about that. Like, you're blowing my mind right now, because the people that are transactional and the people that like relationship building, Uh huh. you're right. And, and I guess we don't understand each other, which is the first thing that you blew my mind with, but you're right, because there are people who in their personal lives are very, very transactional.
1: Yeah. So here, this girl, these girls that were asking for the $2 Venmo's, here's some other areas I saw this play out. <laughs> I had never been on a river trip before. Never okay. in my life. So I had no idea what to expect. I had no idea what to bring. And I quickly realized when I got included on the group chat with these ladies that I was very underprepared. So I make a trip the night before to Academy and buy anything that I think I might need. And I figure I take back whatever I don't use. Makes sense. Right? So I was texting them like pictures of things like, is this something we might, use? I wasn't getting much response back to anything I was sending. So I was like, I'll just buy it, take it back later. Yep. So I bought bungee cords. I bought those hooks that you like, you know, it has the, the piece that you push in and out and it's a hook. And I figured, okay, that would oh, be nice yeah. to hook the tubes together, bungee cords. Mm-hmm. You could hook things on your tube, right? So I just bought everything that I thought might be helpful. Um, when I got there, everybody wanted to use my stuff. And I quickly realized I should have bought for everyone because um, all this stuff I bought. And you even gave me advice about bringing frisbees. Yeah. Because I had that? just
2: gone. Yeah, you had just gone a to the river. Different river, but we accidentally, not accident we brought a frisbee on purpose, uh-huh. but found out it had a dual purpose to be a paddle. For a while you're going down the river. Yeah, it's brilliant. So yeah. even
1: that, I grabbed frisbees and everybody wanted my frisbees. Yep. At one point I only had one Frisbee left. I brought like several of them and I only had one Frisbee left and somebody wanted that one. I'm like, no, no, this one's (laughs) mine. Like somehow all my stuff disappears. Yeah. And I'm like, I love how no one responds to my group chat about it. Like if they had just said, Hey, grab me a couple of those. Okay, great. Yeah. And I probably wouldn't have even asked them to pay me back.
2: Yeah. $3 Venmo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah yeah
1: one of the hooks one lady took so that she's like oh i'll send you money did she no whatever fine
2: and what are you supposed to do chase him down no my money yeah
1: not going to exactly because guess what i'm not transactional so yes it just in general i saw this play out in several instances yeah it's not just one area yeah like if, if that's your mindset then it translates In different areas, even in a personal level.
2: What I will say that I've learned is that I like building relationships and people that are transactional like having relationships too. At least I've found that it works well. So I guess it's versatile.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So moral of the story, be relational, not transactional, at least if you want to do business with Lindsay Klein. (laughs) All right, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, they can uh, find me by
2: calling me 214-551-4650 or finding me on LinkedIn, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, last name G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-S, spelled the right way. I'm just kidding.
1: And Jeffrey is not transactional. So if you want a relational (laughs) payroll guru, he is your man.
2: Just call me. Uh, we could just talk payroll.
1: And he will. Yeah. Legitimately a great guy. Uh, so. Thank you.
2: Thank you. You too.
1: And I'm Lindsay Klein with Sikline. You can find us at Sikline.com. S-A-K-L-I-N-E.com. If you ever need bookkeeping services or if you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, email us at info at Until next time, thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a great week.
0: Buy the Books is presented by Sikline Bookkeeping and Payroll Guru. For more information, visit Secline.com or PayrollGuru.com. The information provided on these websites and podcasts does not and is not intended to constitute legal or accounting advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Information provided by Secline and Payroll Guru may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners should contact their attorney or accounting professional to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal or accounting matter, and should refrain from acting on the basis of this information without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney or accountant can provide assurances that the information contained herein, and your interpretation of it, is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation.